Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Cone of Shame Veterinary Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Andy Rourke. Guys, I am here today with a regular on the podgrass, on the podgrass, on the podgrass. It's like a bluegrass, but it happens in talking instead of music. It's podgrass. Uh, welcome to the podgrass. I am here uh, today with Ingrid Johnson, who is a certified cat behavior consultant and uh, international speaker. She has been on the podcast a number of times because I really like her straightforward, no-nonsense advice on working with cats and working with cat owners. Today, we've got a How Do You Treat That episode. How do you treat it when the client cannot get eye drops into this young cat? What advice do we give? How do we help them from a are. It's one thing to say, hold the eye back, the, the eyelid back, and as opposed to, um, I'm sorry, I can't catch this cat, and I don't know what to do, and she's getting increasingly aggressive towards me. That's a whole different ballgame, and that's what we're talking about today. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career welcome to the cone of shame with dr andy rourke welcome ingrid johnson it's good to have you back on the show thanks for being here hi there thanks again for having me back it's been a minute i has been a little bit i i love having you on the show i love talking cat behavior with you it is uh it is always fun and i always learn a lot do you want to run through real quick uh tell us a little bit about fundamentally feline tell us about the the things that you do yeah well i'm a certified cat behavior consultant and i do consultations all over the world but with uh the covid last this last year i have definitely um brought my virtual consults to a whole new level. And so I've been doing lots of behavior consulting, but also do medicating consultations uh, via Zoom for my clients, which has been a lot of fun, helping them learn to medicate their cats positively. And then of course, we also sell our products on our website, um, scratching posts, vertical space, food puzzle toys that I hand make. So we have a lot of products available for retail sale on the site in addition to the services we offer. Yeah, that's awesome. I, lo- I love the stuff that you do. People should definitely check out for scratching posts for to- toys and stuff. And we talked about, we have an episode early on on food puzzles that I just, I love that episode. That's so great. And I love that you make them. Uh, let's let's do a case. I got a case I want to talk to you about. Um, it is very much in the medicating arena. I have a nine-month-old male tabby named uh, Garfunkel, not Garfield, Garfunkel. They call him the Funk. Uh, they call him the Funk. And uh, this poor little guy has had goopy eyes since the day I met him. And they get better and they flare back up. And I think he's just got this sort of herpes uh, stuff that's clinging to him. And he gets, you know, he ends up on eye medicines a lot. And I think mom and dad are sort of burning out maybe on getting eye meds in there. And they're like, oh, not this again. And so it's a young cat. I want to set these people up for success. Help me to help them, Ingrid. How do you treat that? Sure, sure. Well, of course, in an ideal world, if we, you know, had planned appropriately, the goal would be to, of course, train the cats to accept meds ahead of time. But we can still do some creative things to try to get the cat excited about medication time and get him ready for his eye meds because it sounds like they might need to be administered kind of pronto, which makes it hard to positively condition him to the process early. So I would first start by creating a medicating station 
And I would make it fun for him to go to the specific spot and fun things happen in this spot. And that could be a special mat on the kitchen counter if they were okay with it. It could be a cat condo. It could be a stool. But we want to positively condition this medicating station and make it this really cool place for this cat to go and get special treats and rewards. And then we might start um, by simply just turning his head with his nose towards the ceiling in the position of the eye drop, you know, how we have to position the head to get that drop in. Mm-hmm. And we might just position that head up and then give a treat. We can use a clicker, but we could also just tell him yes or good. A verbal marker could serve um, just as easily as an effective training tool. We don't have to use a clicker to train this behavior. Um, we just have to find a, a marker like the words yes or good that would be consistent. And we're going to gradually build, and we can hopefully do this in a really acceler- accelerated fashion. Um, since it's a kitten, they're usually pretty agreeable. They're really excited and food motivated. So um, if that's the case, we start getting him used to turning his nose towards the ceiling and clicking and treating, or yes, good treating. And then eventually we might slowly pry the eye down, but not put any drops in. We're just going to reward the cat for all of these close approximations, uh, allowing us to do some handling. And hopefully we do this over a period of just a couple of days, making it a fun game with lots of reward. And then eventually we'll build up so putting think, some drops in. So so you think that, um, you think this is just a couple of days uh, before I can, I can make positive inroads with this kitten with a young moldable kitten if the cat is particularly food motivated and we find something really delicious yes i absolutely think in a period of about two or three days we could start treating the eye with actual medicine um of course it is highly dependent on the individual but i would say that that would be an ultimate goal in this case since we didn't do it for months prior you know we have to we have to accelerate it right Right. but um we've just got to pay them we've got to pay them that's the key is finding their currency finding those rewards that motivate the cat so that the eye drops not so bad because this amazing thing happens afterwards. Hey everybody, I just want to jump in real quick with a quick update of things that are going on that you need to know about. Next week, Melanie Kramer, the editorial director at DrAndyWork.com is starting her uh, practice photography course. That's right. You're uh, at your practice and you're like, man, I want to do more creative stuff that really energizes me and inspires me. That's also useful for my practice. And I think I could do more with social media and with some emails or newsletters or marketing or I could update the blog. I just want to take great photos and put them to work for my business. You can do that. The first part is June 23rd. The second part is July the 7th. This is free to Uncharted members. It's only $99 for both parts. Uh, open to the public. And so I will put a link for that down below. I would love for you guys to jump in and check that out. I've got big news. Uh, right now, for sale, we're doing a, uh, it's a launch sale on my new Charming the Angry Client course. Head over to drandywork.com. I'll put the link down below. But guys, I have made a training course for vet teams and this is made for active learning. There is a train the trainer section where I walk people through how to run these meetings, how to get staff engagement, how to make these things fun and interactive uh, and and also how to break them apart. I've got, it's well over an hour of content, but you can serve it up in 10 minute blocks if you want. Add different pieces on to your staff meetings. 
choose the parts that you like and the part and skip the parts that you don't. I've got examples of angry clients that you can show to your team and be like, what will we do with this guy? And uh, just have those types of discussions. Guys, this is where real skill building happens. It is a super engaging. I, I think it's kind of fun and funny. I try to make it uh, light. You know how I am. Uh, you know what I do. And uh, and that's what it is. But guys, I'm really proud of this. I've been working on this for a long time. I really think it's going to be useful. And I'm really happy with how flexible it is for you to use. Head over to drandrework.com and check it out. Uh, the launch sale is going on. It's $100 off the price right now. I hope that you love it. Yeah, let's let's step back and take the longer view. Talk to me about just general maintenance and preparation. Take take the um take the 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 medication station concept and kind of lay that out for me in your ideal world. So not not hey, I've got this cat right here literally in my hand, but hey, in your perfect world, uh, I'm working with a new cat owner and they want to do everything right. Talk. Let's take let's take the let's take the ideal road. So help me understand what that looks like. Okay, sure. Yeah. Well, we we would want to use essentially shaping, and we want to desensitize and counter condition the cat to the behaviors that we need. So or, or to desensitize and counter condition them to taking their eye drops. So we would start with the medicating station, like I talked about, and we train the cat to go to this place. Once we've done that. Um, we need to shape the behavior. So we're going to reward any close approximations to our end goal until the end goal is achieved. So any handling that would get us closer to positively administering a drop or ointment in the eye is going to get rewarded. And that is going to start, again, super slow. You might just start by standing behind your cat and have them not be weirded out by the fact that you're standing behind them, getting ready to position their head as you would need to, to position them to put eye drops in. And you're going to reward that. And then, like I, I mentioned earlier, we're going to reward turning that head up with the nose towards the ceiling, and we're going to reward that. And we might do that for a week. Mm-hmm. We might slowly, slowly just allow them to manipulate the head, move their neck around, and not care at all that you're doing this because this amazing thing happens. And then eventually we're going to pry that upper and lower eyelid down but we're not going to do anything else. We're just going to we're just going to do that motion with our fingers where gotcha. we pry the eye open and then go ahead and reward that cat. Close approximations towards the end goal. That's shaping. So we're shaping the tolerance of this handling to allow for and we we might actually start putting like um you may have some water and a little like TB syringe um or a dropper and we might just put a drop of water in the cat's eye or a drop of saline or something just to moisturize the eye to slowly get them built up to where they're accepting the drops before it's actually medicine drops because we know sometimes those don't taste great. So right. we want to make sure, you know, they, sometimes they get a, a little burn or a little yucky taste in their mouth or a little sneeze. So we want to slowly build with something that doesn't have a negative experience. And that's how we desensitize it's, them to the process. It seems to me like if I'm building for the long term, the ideal approach is going to be to get a medication station and just make this a super fun place where, where good stuff happens. But then can I go ahead and start conditioning them for taking oral medications at the same time? Yeah. And you can change it up. You know, one, one session could be for eye meds. One session could be for pills. One session could be for ear meds. And, you know, Mm -hmm. after, after all of their good jobs, you can turn it into also some fun things. Like now we're going to high five and shake hands. And then you get out a feather toy and you play with that for a few seconds. So this whole medicating station and this whole concept of building this, this tolerance of handling is just, it's just a fun game to the cat. The whole 
whole thing from start to finish is a fun game. None of it hurts. None of it tastes bad. It's all just play. Do you have general guidelines on how often, like per day, you would do training stuff like this? Is it kind of what what the cat... I mean, obviously, if you have the cat that's like food motivated, it's like, hey, I'm at my station again. That's different from the cat that tends to hide. But I guess what I, I guess what I'm thinking of is setting realistic expectations in the eyes of the owners. When I say, hey, we're going to do this. I'm going to send you out. I want you to work with your cat. And they're going to say, how many times a day should I do this? Or how often should I try have these sessions? Well, give me some guidance on that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have to remember we are not dealing with a Labrador here. You know, this is not a 45 right. minute, you know, heel session in the driveway with your German Shepherd. Um, cats don't have that drive and need to please. So most of training sessions, whether you're teaching high five, come when called or how to medicate, we're talking two, three, five minutes at a time. So I think okay. that also helps the clients find this is attainable. I can spend three minutes with my cat moving his head and neck around in a position that will allow me to eventually give him pills or eye drops. And that's not a big chunk of my day. That's what I need to hear. I, you know, I, I, we, all have, we all have clients, and we may be this person ourselves, who uh, they want to do it right. And they're like, oh, we are going to sit down and do a training session. And then it becomes this thing where the cat does not want to be there. And the person is like, it's like a battle of wills. And you go, this is, this is a negative uh, experience for everyone involved. I do find that I tend to get the extremes. I either get the people who are like, well, I did training twice. Or I get the, well, we're trying to do it six times a day. But now they run yeah. from me. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Both extremes too much. <laughs> Are there any common pitfalls, uh, problems, mistakes that you see pet owners make when you give them sort of their homework? Anything that I can I can save them from as I send them out or anything that I want to make sure I clarify because it's commonly misunderstood. And then they find out how much the cat likes the reward and then they mm -hmm. offer it without having asked anything of the cat. So now it loses its value. And so it's very, uh, very, very important that they say crazy stingy with this stuff and they do not overdo it because you want the cat to work for that special reward. And then they get so excited, they just put it on a plate. I'm like, no, you don't feed that to them for free. That's that's really good advice. And like I have I have I have slapped my head so many times when when that happens. And I haven't said anything to the client and they're like, they love it. We literally put it on a plate and, you know, and now they're sick of it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that that makes a ton of sense. Another little thing about like if you had a client that was in a pinch that really had to give the eye meds, if they had a buddy to help them when you have the cat positioned so that their their nose is pointing towards the ceiling and you're about to open the eye and put the drops in, somebody could hold like a syringe of food or a churu right at their um, muzzle. So they could be licking something delicious while the drops are going in. If you were in a pinch, mm -hmm. you just had to medicate the cat right away. Gotcha. What are any tips, tricks, or hacks that I that are going to help me as the veterinarian support the pet owners doing this? You know, um, are there uh, drops versus ointment? Is there any, you know any little things that you say? You know, when possible, this makes your life easier or their life easier. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I think drops are always easier, right? I mean, sometimes they end up wearing a few more drops than go in the eye, but I think it's a lot easier to put a few mm -hmm. drops in a cat's eye, or you know, even even in the case where it needs to go up the nose, you know, like gent drops or something for a cold. Um, the ointments are a lot more challenging, so I think we need to um, cater our prescriptions based on the client's capability. So we should talk to them in the room before we prescribe things and see what they're going to be capable of doing. And if, if 
you know, in all cases too, if we can prescribe things that don't taste terrible, that don't, you know, make the cat foam and froth and all that, that would be fantastic as well. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. This is super great. I uh, I am excited to get to work with this and to try it out with some patients. Uh, Ingrid, where can people find you uh, and learn more about uh, your your business and what you do and the uh, feline behavioral education that you put out? I'm at fundamentallyfeline.com. Um, you can check out my website. There's a lot of free resources on there, a lot of help for clients and staff. And I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Cool. Thanks again for being here. Thank you. And that is what we got for you today. Guys, if you enjoyed the episode, if you got a lot out of it, please do all the things that people ask you to do on podcasts, like share them and write an honest review on iTunes and on, um, I, I don't know, uh, wear, make a t-shirt that says I like the podcast and wear it around. Do people ask that? That's a thing you could do. Anyway, um, just I'm just thinking outside the box. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you next week.